Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing. Nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. All right, welcome in to another edition of the JP Peterson Show here on this Tuesday as the Buccaneers report, the Veterans Report. Everybody's in the building, as far as we know. And we're going to hear from Todd Bowles and Jason Light here in just a little bit um, as we uh, run through a couple of very interesting press conferences to start things off here. Training camp is underway, baby. Let's go. Players are in. We uh, we got lots to get to. This is the – I mean, yesterday we kind of started football season because the rookies were in, right? Why not? Uh, today we jump in with both feet. Uh, two great press conferences, very illuminating uh, from Todd uh, Bowles and Jason Light, so we'll get into that. I'll say good morning to you, Nick Geddes from On3 Sports, uh, back in our St. Petersburg studios. How are you this morning? Doing great. Love to see that football season is here. Love to see that you seemed energized this morning at the fact that football season is here. Yes! Because yesterday yes. you opened up the show and you were like, I don't want to talk about the Rays. I don't want even want to get into it. Who? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Who? Because you just completely, you've completely decided that you've written the chapter in the whole book on the Rays season already, which is pr- blasphemy, by the way, for a team that's still second in the in, in the AL for you to close the book already. But there were real issues there. But I know you're ready for football season, as am I. And I love that we got the whole gang back today. Yeah, the Rays Titanic uh, is is sinking ever so quickly to the bottom of the. Uh... AL East, we'll see how far it actually goes. But until they actually maybe do something to uh, stop the uh, implosion of this this baseball team, it's just we'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, the Orioles win again last night. They continue to just Damn roll. Orioles. Yeah, yeah. Good baseball team. Good baseball. They, just, they look a lot like the Rays did early in the season. So, oh. um, But, hey, you know what? It's a new day, and it's time to talk football. It's time to talk football. So we'll get right into it. By the way, TJ Reeves, Bucks sideline guy, is going to join us at 11 o'clock. And Chris Lugo from Bay Area Modern Medical Center is going to join us as well. You know, with the extreme heat that we've been having, I, I asked Chris to give us some tips for if you're going to be working out outside or, or what the best ideas are. And there's a lot of new science out there, nutritional science for hydration, a lot of new products on the market. So we'll ask him what are the best products uh, best practices to stay cool, and because I know I still want to get in my, I you know I like I, I like working out outside. I just enjoy. I don't care how hot it is. I just prepare for it, and I, I enjoy the sun. You know, get Tally out there. I can throw the ball to her while I work out outside. Kill two birds with one stone. Um, so I want to, you know, but this, you got to be careful in this heat. And with the Bucks training camp, you know, I know you know Chris being in the National Guard. They do, obviously, his soldiers are working out in Afghanistan and Iraq in the, in the absolute toughest outdoor conditions you can possibly imagine. So I'm sure there's some uh, secrets that he can share from his uh, military operations uh, for, for that. So we'll talk to Chris Lugo as well. All right, let's get into this uh, today. A couple of headlines from the, uh, the, the press conferences this morning. I did the, the best one. We'll listen to this a little bit later on. Uh, I don't know about you, but this kind of caught my ear, Nick, and I don't know if you have it ready yet because he just talked. I don't know if you could turn it around, the Todd Bowles on Devin White. Um, there was a little back and forth with Scott Reynolds, and Todd, you know, Todd got a little, I don't want to say testy, but it just was like, hey, I haven't talked to anybody yet. I don't know if he's going to practice tomorrow. 
I don't. We don't know. Um, which is not a yes. He's definitely going to practice tomorrow, right? That's that's what he didn't say. So, you know, this is going to be the biggest story of training camp. Let's just be honest. He's you know you're one of your, according to Todd Bowles, his best defensive player, and if he's not going to if he's going to do the hold in and show up so he doesn't get fined but not practice, not that's going to be a humongous distraction. Let's just be honest. That's going to be a distraction. And uh, and maybe he maybe he practices. I don't know. But based on what we just heard from Todd Bowles, I don't know. Now, we're going to play uh, Jason Light first. And he was a little bit more, seemed a little bit more optimistic. But I didn't hear either one of them said, oh, yeah, he's definitely practicing. Yeah, Your let me, thoughts? Yeah, it, the 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 weird part is that they don't say they're not, or they both don't say that he's practicing. Like they're keeping it very like under the wrap and being very weird about it. Even when they yeah. both were kind of asked follow ups there, like, okay, he's in the building, and then you, I think there was a follow up there to Todd Bowles too, like, but there's no like, there'd be no reason for him not to practice, right? And Todd Bowles was like, he kind of said like, yeah. So it's like if he's not out there, then what are we doing at this point? What are we doing at this point is the big question here. So it's it's a never-ending saga. I, I expected him to report today. I wasn't surprised when, when Schefter put that out early this morning that he was there because he's not gonna lose he's not gonna lose money. I don't think he's going to. And hopefully they can put it behind him because as we've been talking about this whole situation all offseason, we don't have time for drama. We do no. n- we do not no. have time for drama with this football no. team. And this is a this is like we've been saying, this is a very pissed off football team after what happened last year. They want to get after it. I don't need to be worrying about the linebacker holding in or holding out or whatever it is. Let's just put it aside and let's get to work. And I think Devin hopefully comes to his senses and does that here. Yeah, I, I agree because it can be a huge distraction. And let's just be honest. This team needs every good body it can get. And Devin White is a talented player. As much as we have talked about him uh, overvaluing himself, there's no question that he can make an impact on this team. He's a, he's a very talented player. If he's focused – and he wants to become that $20 million a year linebacker, I think he could be a motivating force. But it seems to me that he's all about the drama. You know, he all he's all about and has been very immature about this entire thing, in my opinion. And this would not shock me. In fact, if I was a betting man, I would say he's not going to practice and he's going to continue to try to force the Buccaneers' hand. But I could tell you this, the Bucs aren't flinching here. They're not going to no. flinch on Devin White. They're not going to flinch. They're not going to suddenly uh, go f- back up the Brinks truck and give him a lot of money. They don't have the salary cap money to do it, number one. And, uh, well, they, look, they could make it happen if, if they have to, but there there will be consequences on the other end. Right. And the bottom line is I don't think – well, clearly the Bucks aren't ha- aren't okay with making him a highly paid uh, or one of the highest paid inside linebackers, and I'm f- in full support of that. We've talked about this – Maybe ad nauseum, for those of you who haven't heard it, uh, Nick and I are in lockstep here. He is not that good of an inside linebacker to bust the bank on. No. He's, uh, and, and frankly, just in, in, in general, I would not pay that position a ton of money. Um, you have other needs that you have to develop. Yeah, it's yeah, not like I a high-value position. Yeah, like I just saw uh, C- the Seattle yesterday. I'm trying to pull up his name. Because he's a player, like, unless you're, like, really zoned in on the NFL, you probably haven't even really heard of him. Uh, what is it, Uchenna and Wosu yesterday? Like, this yeah. was a very – I saw this yesterday, and I took note of it because of the whole Devin White thing. Uchenna and Wosu got a three-year contract extension worth up to $59 million. 
Three years, $59 million for a guy that the casual NFL fan has probably never heard of, okay? I'm sure he was mm-hmm. a good player, but that's a, that's a linebacker. That's another linebacker who just got three years, $59 million. You don't think Devin White takes note of that one? Of course. Absolutely. So, uh, the more I keep seeing these contracts, I mean, and that was $32 million guaranteed as well, and I know he's, he's, he's more of a pass rusher type, but still linebacker position. That one I took notice of, and I'm like, oh boy, what is Devin thinking about this now? So... Uh, yeah, I think in general, you don't value the linebacker position. It's probably right around the running back position is where I value it. Probably just a step above that. Yeah, it's interesting because they're two, you know, inside linebackers and running backs are almost mirrored positions, right? Right. You know, they're, they're, they're interior players. Uh, they're high contact players. They're high volume collision guys that don't last very long in the NFL for the most part. Linebackers more than running backs. But these are the high collision uh, uh, positions and their you know their talent are, are very similar. They have to see the holes and run through them and collide. Mm-hmm. I mean they're very very similar type players and they wear down and they wear down. It's hard to find really good inside linebackers that have longevity. They're 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 hard to find. Now Devin has a, ch- a chance to be one of those guys, but again, you know his game is not he has not improved his game since year one. In fact, I would say his game has regressed. Um, he still overruns plays. He still is not – he can't get off blocks very well. Um, he, you know, we, we saw some of the lack of effort. I don't think that's a huge deal with him. I think it's more isolated. But I just – again, this, I, I don't think he's worth that money, and I think the Bucks have drafted his replacement in, in Servassier. And if he doesn't want to practice, I don't think the Bucks are going to have – much tolerance for it, and I don't think they're going to capitulate. And I think he's overplaying his hand tremendously. But we'll see tomorrow. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and listen to uh, if, if you're ready for this, we can play the Jason yes. Light audio um, yeah. about Devin White as we continue to uh, I'll still court for the Todd Bulls. But let's start with the De- or the Jason Light here on Devin White. It hasn't changed since last time we talked about it. I, there's nothing but love for Devin, and uh, I know he showed up. I know he's here. I know um, I know he's excited about um, showing us and showing the NFL world what kind of player he he is capable of being so we'll just have to see how it plays out but I'm glad that he's here and I know his teammates are and you know there's nothing but love for Devin you expect him to practice tomorrow you know that's a hypothetical I I I'm assuming that he will Um, I'm assuming that he's going to put himself in the best position to be ready for the season I'll put it that way (laughs) that's a no (laughs) that's a no um I, I I can't believe that Jason Light and Todd Bowles have not had conversations with Devin's agent and and aren't prepared for what's coming. And if he was going to practice, I believe they would have been told so. Or maybe you know Devin and his agent are trying to play it, you know, uh, and see if the Bucks will flinch. If the Bucks haven't flinched by now, they're not going to flinch. You know, I, I don't I don't see what the strategy is here. Uh, but I think to me, both the Todd Bowles answer and the Todd Light answer tell me, I mean, uh, Jason Light answer tell me that he's not going to practice. But we'll see. Yeah, the way Light put that, like what did he say there at the end? Like he's going to put himself in the best position to be ready for the season? Yeah. Is that the way that he put that? Very general manager speak. He kind of laughed a little bit at the question. That tells me that he's going to maybe hold out or hold in for the first three weeks of training camp, and then get start getting ready. 
maybe that's maybe that's what the discussion like he just doesn't want he doesn't feel like he wants to go through the dog days and uh that's all bad man it's all bad it, none, none of this is good for the buccaneers and i understand devin has to do what devin has to do uh and it's his money and it's his life and he has every right to do it and you know and if this is the way if this is the way he feels he can best get ready fine but it doesn't help the team it doesn't well, maybe, help the team at all. Maybe they, maybe they, we have a surprise, and tomorrow we comes over to camp. And what, what if, what if they have a new contract? What if they surprise us? Because I mean, I saw there's a contract signed this morning, which I didn't see coming. I don't think anybody saw coming. And I which think that one? situation. No, no, no. With the, the Giants, they, uh, they, they got uh, something done with Saquon Barkley, Barkley yeah. and all of a sudden he's practicing tomorrow. It sounds like so. I mean, no one saw that coming, and I would say that situation to me seemed a lot worse than yeah. this one because Saquon. But I was, don't see how, but the Giants didn't capitulate. It's not a long-term deal, right? They didn't like, really I capitulate. Saquon kind of just—they called out his bluff, like, "Okay, you're really not going to hold out, so you might as well just sign this contract that we have. This is the final offer we have, and then you come to camp, right? And they still have the ability to franchise tag. I'm just putting it out there, like, it, who knows? Maybe we'll get a surprise. Probably won't happen." But Devin White and me, in my opinion, I think we're lockstep on this. Him not practicing during training camp and doing what's best for him to get himself ready for the season, as Jason like said, I don't see how that's in the best interest. And if I'm a guy like our Servassier Dennis, I'm like, cool, let's yeah. go. I'll get reps let's next go. to Levante David. Let's go. Because yeah. somebody's got to get those first team reps. Yep. And he's going to get them, and he's going to impress. I guarantee you that. Um, this is – Devin White is playing with fire. And I, I, I can't tell you how bad. Listen, I wish Devin White would come to camp, bust, and, and come to the podium tomorrow, and say, "Look, look, I feel like I'm worth a lot of money, a lot more money than the Bucks feel. We are at an impasse. Mm-hmm. We, and it's my job to go out on this field and show them my worth, and show them that I am one of the best inside linebackers. And I'm here to tell you." I'm not going to sign. I'm going to play for the 11.7 million this year, and when I show the Bucks that I'm worth it, they're going to be last on the list when I when I'm in free agency. Okay, fine. Go show me. Show me. And I, I'm I'm listen. I'm all for it, Devin. Go out and have a Pro Bowl season, and that'll be great for the Bucks, and it'll be great for you. I just I don't understand what he thinks he's getting out of what he's doing. He's showing the league that he's – I think everybody in the league is just like, okay, uh, sure, you know. No, you, you're not that guy. But, but you're not, you know what? Turn on you, the freaking tape. You can't be You can't be 77th on inside linebackers by rated by PFF and be a $20 million guy. It, just, it doesn't work that way. I don't care how you feel about PFF. You've got to be at least in the top twenty-five if you think you're one of the need to be the highest-paid guy. You're delusional. You know, it's funny though. You said like he's not that guy, and you know nobody thinks he is. But I'm here to tell you, no matter what Devin White has shown on tape, especially last year, the league still thinks he's that guy, JP. Because we glossed over it. I mean, you know, you, I'm sure you've seen some of these rankings the ESPN did, and it's not ESPN doing the ranking; it's them conducting the poll players, coaches, executives, right? And people in the league. And Devin White was ranked in the top 10 when it comes to inside linebackers in the NFL. Devin White, I believe in this poll, was ahead of his own teammate in Levante David. 
Yeah. This is, I'm telling you, he was fifth on the list. They had him ranked fifth on the list. Yeah, and Mike Evans wasn't in the top ten in receivers either. Right, and you know, trust me, I, I have other thoughts. I, I understand, like, these polls are what they are, but, I mean, I like uh, ones that are, you know, they're by players, coaches, executives, whatever that means, I don't know, but there's like 32 people involved in it. They still had him ranked that high. I think the, the credibility of Devin White as a top linebacker in the NFL is still very strong. Even if okay. those who watch the tape and watch closely with this team will tell you he's nowhere close. I think there's still well, a disconnect there. Well, let me ask you this. Then how come somebody didn't jump up and give a first-round pick for Devin White? Because I'm here to tell you, if, they, if anybody would have offered the Bucks a first or even a second-round pick for Devin White, they'd have traded him. I guarantee you that. And nobody did. Well, we don't so know. We don't know can, how. We can, don't know if the Bucks truly shopped him or not. We can make. We can. Mm, we can speculate. But I know the Bucks were open for business on Devin White. I can tell you that without without. I'd like to think so. Hundred percent certainty that Bucks were open for business on Devin White. I'd like to. I'd not, like to think no so. There were no impressive offers. There were no impressive offers that came. I can tell you that for a fact. It didn't. It just and. So, look, polls are polls. I get it. But people watch tape around this league, and they know he's a really good linebacker, but he's not worth $20 million. That's I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm just saying he's not worth $20 million, and he's overplaying his hand. Right. So let's move, let's move on to other stuff because there's a lot more things to get to, and, and, and we'll see if Devin shows up. And, you know, I, he's all about the drama, man. And I'm just, I, I, it's just my opinion – the Bucks can do better without him. They can spend that money better in other places. And if he's not going to practice, uh, you know, and I could get a second round pick for him, I'd move on. But I don't. I don't see anybody jumping up. All right, let's um, let me uh, let's get to it. Just while we're on the Devin topic, I want to get our our, um, our listeners in here as well. Um, Bucks basement jumping in. Good morning to you. Uh, Arians would have trashed Devin's ass already. Hell, he would have done it after the Ravens game when he. When he slacked off, you guys remember him cutting a corner for slacking off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the this is the accountability problem I have with Todd Bowles. Uh, Leonard Fournette, bring his example up during 2020. Yeah. Yeah, he was getting ready to fire his ass, cut his ass. Todd Bowles isn't doing that. Right. Right. I'm just, you know, uh, I'm just I, from what I've observed, they just they treat players differently and I think he gets more accountability. Yeah. Hey, by the by the way, speaking of that comment, if if I may, the um, I had put a a little sign about a sound by here that Layson like had about Todd Bowles, and it actually kind of had to do with that point that you were just bringing up, because Ira okay. Kaufman kind of I want I think we should probably play it because we were just on the discussion there from the comment. Uh, it was yeah, Ira Kaufman, absolutely. yeah, Ira Kaufman. I think asked the question, and he he kind of phrased it, you know, that the the national media has buried Todd Bowles already and saying that he's going to be fired after this season and all this kind of stuff and. And, you know, kind of what's has Bowles changed his philosophy as a head coach coming into this season, right? And what's he what's he like? Is he taking more of an aggressive nature of the team? So here was Jason liked of what he had to say um, about that. As I pull it up here. One of the things I love about Todd is he's he's a steady person as well. He's the same every day. And you could be in a situation where some would feel like you're in a dire straits or you can be in a situation where you think you're on top of the world and he's going to keep the same attitude, which is great. And I know the players thrive off that. Um, sometimes we see a different side of Todd than you guys see, but he, he doesn't change. Um, I think Todd's always 
going to be assertive um, and do what he thinks is best for the football team and to give us the best chance to win. And I've, I've seen Todd, even last year, uh, be very assertive in what he wants, and I don't think that's changed. Um, I know Todd has his goals in mind, and we're in lockstep. So um, look forward to the year. Yeah, that was the uh, the word I was looking for there. Was was he going assertive. to be more assertive going into this year? And that was the answer that Jason liked gave. And Jeremy, I think down here uh, in this comment, it kind of talking about it too. Todd Bowles seems very comfortable for this season compared to last year when it comes to the offense. I just think in general, Todd seems more assertive, more in control. I don't think there's any question about yep. that. We've noticed that since uh, training camp, and and I and I think that's kind of um, it's to be expected. I mean, last year. This last, I'm not. I don't want to give him a pass because this is the NFL. You either get the job done or you don't, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously, there were circumstances, and I don't. I don't necessarily love hearing it. Well, this is not Todd's coaching staff. That coaching staff won a Super Bowl, okay, with Tom Brady. I get it, but that coaching staff won a Super Bowl. Don't tell me the coaching staff was terrible. It, it, that I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that. I think the problem was the head coach. And the head coach wasn't willing to fire the offensive coordinator when things were dysfunctional, clearly. The head coach wanted different things than the last head coach wanted, and he wasn't getting him. I think he should have fired him. People tell me that he couldn't fire him. I don't know what that means. You're the head coach. You should be able to fire him. Uh, or he didn't you know, have somebody he thought could do better. Eh. Right. I, I don't and, and, Clyde Christensen can call plays. And you let's, know, if let's, Dave Canales has never called him, Clyde well, could have done it as well. You know, let's analyze the offensive coordinator hire because that was the most important hire that Todd Bowles was going to make. I think he did well with the, all the other ones. But let's go back to that. Dave Canales was not option A. No. He was not option B. No. He was an option C. He mm-hmm. probably was somewhere around F and E. If you recall, yeah. that went on pretty – that was a pretty long, extensive search for an offensive coordinator – Quite frankly, because every big name that had some cachet and had called plays before said, no, I see lame duck head coach. I see quarterback uncertainty. Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to hold back on that, right? So let's take into account there when we're talking about Todd Bulls having his, his, you know, his staff. We finally got his guys in here. Yeah, I think Dave Canales, he makes you believe that he's yeah. going to be an absolute wizard when it comes to calling plays, but I don't know that with certainty. We haven't and seen if, it yet. If, right? And if right. you're Todd Bowles, I mean, you, of course he thinks highly of Dave Canales, yeah. But again, he was like a sixth or seventh option based on how the interview cycles kind of went and how late in the yeah. game that Dave Canales' name kind of came up. So keep that in mind when we're talking about, oh, he got his guys finally. Well, he did, but he kind of got the guys that were lower on his list. And he, what that's and, and he was in a bad situation. He didn't have a quarterback. Right. And, and, and he still nothing, doesn't he have had, a quarterback. He had, nothing, he had nothing to sell, especially at the right. time they were going through that search. You had nothing to sell but Kyle Trask, a roster that at that point they had not re-signed a lot of their big names, and you had a lame duck head coach as the way it was perceived. He had nothing and to sell at that time. And that's not Bowles' fault, obviously, no. that he didn't have a quarterback, but I know for a fact that Todd Munkin would not take the job because he didn't, didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. Well, look, what, at, what, look at what he's working with now. He, exactly. he made the correct like, decision. Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask. Hmm, let me see. Where my, my future yeah, lies. Let me the see. Uh, the, the, the coach who might be in the Hall of Fame one day or the coach who I think is going to get fired at the end of the season? Which one? Right. And so and to to kind of back this up with, with, Todd, with Todd, I applaud the move to Dave Canales. It was a bold choice because let me just tell you, you know what the easy thing would have been to do is to go hire one of his buddies. Right. Todd Bowles has been in the league a long time. 
And I'm sure there were a lot of guys that he's worked with that were knocking on his door that are, you know, good friends with and, you know, has worked with for the past. He didn't fall into that trap. He went out, made a bold choice, somebody he'd never known before, wasn't even on his radar, but came in and impressed. And he looked at it, he said, who do I think is the most impressive? This guy. Mm -hmm. This guy. Nobody had, and, and that's a bold choice. If it works out, great. But you know what I love? He was assertive. He right. went with his gut, and he went with the guy he thought was the best for the job. And how has it been received? I, again, called a damn play yet. I get it. But it's been universally lauded within the team framework. So I, and I, I, to me, that's a great sign because I'm, I, I love Todd Bowles as a human being, as you know. I, I, I'm rooting for Todd Bowles. I want him to have success. I want him to be a long-term coach here. But if I'm being objective about what I've seen from him as a head coach, I can't sit here and blow rainbows up your ass and, and say, hey, oh, it's going to work out great. I, 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 that wouldn't be doing my job. From what I've seen from his performance as a head coach, and last year it was not good, right. Dallas to Dallas, as I like to say, first game, <laughs> they were fantastic. Under his tutelage for the entire season, it was a disaster. Look, they didn't get better. They got a lot worse. And that's got to be on the head coach. Is it all his fault? No. A lot of it's on the players. But you as the head coach set the tone. You, you, you project accountability. All of these things. This is why the head coach matters. This is why great head coaches are great head coaches. It ain't easy. It ain't easy to do. But And he, by any measurement last year, he did not do a good job. So I'm, I'm rooting for him. I want him to turn it around. I want him to be more assertive. I want him to go down being Todd Bowles. And if everybody in the building was telling him you can't fire Byron Leftwich, he should have just said, I'm firing Byron Leftwich. It's in my contract that I can do this. I'm firing Byron Leftwich. And I think right now, if he were going to be completely honest, he, he would say, yeah, I should have done it. I should have done it. Would it have turned the season around? I don't know. The off, I, I can tell you this. How could the offense have been worse? Could it have been, really been worse than it was? Come on. No, it couldn't have been. There's no way. That's the worst possible offensive output you could have got with a guy named Tom Brady, even half a Tom Brady. Well, I mean, you know how I feel about Byron. You know how I feel about Byron. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. I made so, my point yesterday on that one. So I think I think that the hiring of Dave Canales is a great sign. I think what we see from uh, Todd Bowles at the podium being more assertive is a great sign. I see a different guy. And he said today, and we'll listen to this a little bit later on, about a different culture, right? Uh, which I think was a great soundbite. We'll listen to that. Um, and he said, yeah, we, I feel good about this. So I'm, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, if I'm going to be honest, I still have to say, show me. Show me that this is going to be different. Show me it's going to look different on the field. And I think that's fair. And I think that's fair as a critic to say, show me. I, the, the things I see, are I like. I like what I, I like his attitude. I like his, he's more assertive at the podium. Now let's start making some decisions that show that. And tomorrow, if Devin White doesn't practice and Todd Bowles comes to the podium and is Pollyanna about it, uh, I'm not saying you have to blow the guy up, but you have to say it's not good for my football team. Um, I need him out there. He, if he wants to be a great linebacker in this league, you know what? His his, his defensive coordinator, Larry Foote, said it. Mm -hmm. These are champagne problems, man. Champagne problems. You want you want to get the money, go out and earn it. Why can't Todd say that? Why can't your head coach stand up and say that? Your defense coordinator said it. Your linebacker, he said it. Right. So, well, maybe go. maybe the tune changes if if today if tomorrow comes and he's completely not there. 
Maybe the tune changes. I hope it maybe does. maybe they were I giving it. Maybe they were trying to give. I mean, you, we talked to Scott a lot about the Devin White kind of situation, and he says that you know Todd kind of views Devin as like a son to him, and that's how yeah. he kind of views it. So, you know, maybe he's very being very careful with his words for a reason, and maybe he was trying to give him the benefit. I'm just speculating here, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt of taking it all the way to the final moment of see what if he's going to come around or not, and. We'll see if the tone changes if tomorrow comes and he's not there. But until then, I think both him and Jason Like have been very cautious with the way they're saying things. And also, you have to take in consideration if they ever were considering a trade, it's probably not in the best interest to go out there and say something super negative about a player, as you know. Right. So it's, right. A, it's a strategy part to the whole thing. Right. It, 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 but I think at this point, you got to be a little bit more assertive when it comes to Devin White. Uh, all right, let me get a couple more comments in here, and then we'll quick take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll pay, play the Jason Light and Todd Bowles interviews. Um, this from uh, T. Knowles. Russell Gage is still hurt. I'm worried because he's our third receiver and does amazing things in the slot. When do you start hunting for a veteran third receiver? I'm not counting on the rookies. Uh, it's an excellent point. Uh, I haven't looked at the list of guys that are out there right now, uh, but it's from a from – a, a money standpoint, you're invested in Russell Gage at this point. Well, they did bring in uh, David Moore as well, who's a veteran. Right, that's right. He's played in Canales' system. Yeah, I think that, yeah, so I think that's their backup plan if Russell Gage goes down, they got David Moore. So count on that. And if, you know, and I think they're going to count on Trey Palmer and some of these, uh, Devin Tompkins, uh, those guys to maybe step up and and play in those roles as well. Yeah, but I... You know me, I love Devin Tompkins. Yes, I know you're a big Devin Tompkins fan. It seems like Bowles loves him, like loves him a lot, and he should play a factor here. But yeah, Russell Gage, I said it yesterday, the guy is really, really good in the slot, and he gets open at a good rate. Just didn't happen last year for him, and he's got to get healthy. He has got to be healthy, because $10 million looks like an albatross right now on that on the books, yeah. given the way the Bucks books look right now, especially. Well, they redid his contract, so I, I think it's... Yeah, it's it might have come down more, a little bit. Yeah, I think it's down to like $4, four or $5 million, so right. it's more palatable, but still... Uh, He's got to produce. He's got to produce. And, and he's, yeah, he's, he's done it in his league. We've seen him do it to the Bucks when he was with the Falcons. So let's step up. Um, all right. Uh, one more from T-Knowles here. Uh, morning, gents. I have big concerns about D-line. First, Vea, who I love, plays less than half the snaps in a game. And, yes, brought, they brought back Will. Yay, I guess. <laughs> but what do we know about Gaines? Um, Gaines is, you know, he's he's there to, to uh, replace uh, Noches. Uh, Roaches. Nacho. Nacho. So, you know, I, I don't expect big things from him. I expect big things from Kalijah Kansi. I expect an uh, impact from Yaya Diaby. I, I think I we would agree. JTS to be better. I would think we agree, actually. The defensive line, I think, has a lot more depth this year yeah. than it did last year. Because I think it's much you, faster and much more athletic. R- much more athletic, right. And Todd kind of talked about that as well about how they've always had bigger guys that kind of just stuffed everything. You think of v, yeah. You think of Sue. Um, and some other, and some of the other, and Hakeem Hicks last year. Now you got quickness, and now yeah. you got guys who are more versatile that can move all over the line. So I mean, Vita's there, and yes, he's going to play less than half of the snaps at times. That just comes with being the size that he is, right? Uh, but Kalijah Kansi is a guy that I think could be out there a lot. There'll be some growing pains. I think Greg Gaines is a, is an improvement. If you're just looking at him being the replacement for Nacho, I think he's a better player than Nacho, quite frankly. I mean, he gave you four. I think four that and show was pretty damn good. Yeah, but I got four, four and a half sacks last year out of Greg Gaines playing in Los Angeles' defense. So I got a little bit more production there. 
maybe more of an impact. I don't know. But then I haven't seen him play to be quite honest. So right, I, Logan I, I, Logan I thought, Hall. I think we he's gotten a lot bigger. I'm yeah. expecting big things out of him. And then you bring Will Golston back. So I think whatever it is, you have a lot more depth on that D line than you did last year. And that's a, and I think that's probably the one of the more. I honestly think that's actually one of the more strengths of the team right now. Yeah, I, I think this is a much faster, much younger, much more athletic defensive line than we had last year. And don't forget about Shaq Barrett. We've got to throw Shaq in there. I mean, a defensive line in this in this you know scheme, you got to throw the outside linebackers in there for you know that's basically what you're looking at. So because uh, they're rush ends, right? Um, and I think you know if Shaq can get back to eighty percent, Shaq, that's a big improvement. I mean, that's a big weapon to have. Um, you know, and Diaby. Let's see what he is. And I, and I again, Kalijah can't see. Nobody really thinks of him as a pass rusher because he's an interior guy. And the way they're going to use him, I'm telling you, he's a pass rusher, and he's going to get numbers, and he's going to improve your pass rush. So I think they, I think this is going to be a much more athletic. I'll be interested to see how they play against the run now, okay, because last year they couldn't set the edge worth a shit, okay. Nobody, they, they couldn't do it. And who's going to do that now? You know, we still mostly the same guys that are supposed to be doing that. So, um, you know, JTS has got to get a hell of a lot better at that. There's no question about it. And maybe that's, you know, something that Yaya Diaby can can bring to them because he's I think he's bigger and more physical. So they've got to they've got to be much better on that, much more disciplined on the edge, and much and much better at setting the edge. So I, I think just looking at the athleticism of the players. I think, and, and the talent level, I think we're, we've upgraded on the defensive line. All right, we'll take our first break. We'll come back and we'll hear from Jason Light and Todd Bowles as they get the uh, day started and training camp started with a couple of big press conferences. Some interesting stuff we'll get to, a lot more topics to get to. We're brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S-LawGroup.com. Get that personal attention that you deserve so when you call them, they will call you back and a human will answer the phone, not like some of these bigger law firms where good luck getting a call back. Right, it's the Jeeves Law Group, J E E V E S Law Group dot com for that personal attention. Scott Jeeves will be joining us next week to talk a little Gator football, or in a couple weeks, talk some Gator football, and uh, love him coming in and very approachable man. So give him a call at the Jeeves Law Group. Back in three, stay with us. experiencing those feelings of getting older lower sex drive fatigue hot flashes moodiness or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had it's a chronic problem here in the united states you're not just getting old it's likely low testosterone studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39 older men have seen a sharp decline as well so do something about it go see my friend christopher lugo at bay area modern medicine look testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment it takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness vitality and emotional stability not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use they will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results folks i've been on testosterone therapy for over six years and it is a life changer you will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to bammc.com tell them jp sent you for priority scheduling that's 844-977-3477 or bammc.com jp here for the jeeves law group have you been injured in an accident in an auto accident truck accident motorcycle accident at work or at a place of business well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. 
I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by, never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls. But as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 less after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. Only just begun. All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show on this uh, Training Camp Tuesday. Here we go. It is on, folks, and uh, we got some great sound to get to. We're brought to you by Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo will join us in our 11 o'clock hour to talk a little bit about the heat and staying cool and performing in the heat if you want to get out there and do some workouts. So we'll uh, we'll talk to him a little bit later on. Um, also, uh, T.J. Reeves, Buck Sideline guy, going to join us here at the top of the 11 o'clock. So let's get to some of the sound. Uh, Jason, by the way, you just texted me something. Um, yeah, I was like just going on Twitter heck? here. This just came out, and I, I literally had to like double read to make sure this was true. 
Uh, LeBron James' son, Bronny, collapsed on the court Monday during a, oh a workout and had a cardiac arrest, was taken to the hospital, and is now in stable condition and no longer in the ICU. Oh, my God. Again, that's LeBron James' son, Bronny. What is he, 18 years old? 17, 18 years old, and that's why it like stopped me in my tracks. I was like, that's crazy. 18 years old? Yeah. In peak physical condition, he has a cardiac arrest? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Oh, and he's, oh, thank God. Well, I, I, the best thing is, that's that's going to happen. Best place for it to, to happen on a D1 basketball court where you have trainers and everybody available there, and clearly that saved his life. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, it's just I, very I, I scary. Very scary stuff. I know that's what it did to me during the Stop break. It's what I did yeah. during the me to the break. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like I'm like trying to wrap my head around this. I'm like 18 years old, suffering a cardiac arrest, and I'm like, "We've been, we've seen so many of this in sports lately, and it's scary every time." Well, it's not normal. It's not normal. This is not, not, not normal. Especially as many as have happened recently. And God, we pray that he's okay and. It, it, Apparently he is, and I won't go down that rabbit hole. All right, let's go to um, uh, let's go to Jason Light today, and and Jason. By the by the way, Jason's face looked thinner. He looked really good. He look he looks healthy and ready to go. I'm, I'm he, he, whatever he was doing in the off season, he is in peak physical condition. Like what I'm seeing. Let it go, Jason. Uh, I need to follow suit. Get back in shape. All right, let's here's uh, Jason Light as he steps to the podium. And what's going to be, as he says, a very fun 2023 season. This is definitely a different year, just with the way the team feels. You have a much younger football team, one of the younger football teams in the league. Um, there's no Tom Brady, but 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 in other ways, how sort of I don't know if invigorating is the word, but how different is this, and how excited are you to see sort of what this 2023 version looks like? We knew the day would come where Tom wouldn't be here. And we also knew when we signed him that, you know, he would have some lasting effects on this team for what he brought, you know, his championship mentality and, you know, everything that he brought along with that. So we see that lingering still in this locker room. He's left a lasting effect on us. And I know he still keeps in touch with a lot of players. I kept in touch with him and um, are still do. But it is, it is kind of a, it was a challenge this offseason, but it was a challenge that with our salary cap constraints and where we're at and being realistic with it in the short and long term, and which we'll continue to have to keep in mind when we do some things here in the future. But um, the challenge was fun and accepted by our staff. Um, it makes you go out and have to get real deals um, shop at the dollar store, and sometimes you find a, a real gem. And uh, we're hoping that that's the case right now. We're cautiously optimistic that we've found some real gems, um, not just in the draft, but in free agency and and after the draft. So it's it's a it's it's a you said invigorating. It there is some there is some of that. It's just a, the cha- challenges are always fun. So the competitors in us are looking forward to it. A lot of good stuff there. First of all, the headline, Jason Light still keeping in touch with Tom Brady. <laughs> right? It's going to be on Pro Football Talk today, right? 
Somebody's going to read the transcript and go, oh, my God, he's still keeping in touch with Tom Brady. He's still in the No, no, that's not what he said. It's not how he said it, all right, first and foremost. Second of all, you know, if you think about it from a Jason-like standpoint, getting Tom Brady is like, you know, for a general manager is like finding the Holy Grail, right? I mean, right. That's, that is it. You have uncovered the Holy Grail. Um, and so that's one. It's got to be at the top of your resume. I, I would have to think the second best thing for a general manager is to go find gems, is to go shopping at the dollar store, as he said, and be able to find those gems. That's when you're really doing your work, right? Um, you know, he did a great job of putting together a solid roster that would attract Tom Brady. Let's never forget that. That that goes on Jason Light's resume, um, and as, as the Super Bowl does. I, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he lucked into Tom Brady. Uh, no, no, he didn't luck into Tom Brady. He put together a solid roster that would that would attract Tom Brady, yeah. and they got it done. Right, and that's what people conveniently forget. Right, when they look at the bones and what's left of this roster with him no longer Great here, it just I just love how everybody conveniently forgets that fact. No, yeah, and if yeah. you go back to that team in 2019 before he got here, that team found its way to win what seven games? Probably could have won a few more if it wasn't for somebody throwing 30 interceptions. Yes, and a lot of the nucleus that was on that team is still here, but they're four years older, and they're four years more experienced. And they've won a Super Bowl. And they've played in playoff games. But you're yeah. telling me that this roster sucks <laughs> and they're incapable of winning anything. Is that, is that what you're I, telling me? You understand how just ridiculous that sounds, right? I think I, I agree with you 100%. But I think part of the hesitancy on the national media's part, I think a lot of it is the Tom Brady factor. But I think the other thing is the Todd Bowles factor. Because I've talked to a couple of national media people, and that's like, it's like I and then like I see the roster. The roster's pretty good. It's not terrible, but he, but their point is, almost every team in the league has good players, and it's the coaching, the leadership that puts them over the top. So I, I and I, I get that. I get that. So, well, to some degree. <laughs> here's my question, though. Again, let me let me counteract that because everybody wants to. Let's just look at the division itself. Everybody wants to say the Saints are the top dog, right? And why is that? Because they brought in Derek Carr. The quarterback. And right. they think that they have all this talent. Even though I've gone through the rosters, I don't think they're – if they're better than the Bucks, it's probably – I don't think it's by that much when it comes to a no. talent perspective. Who's their head coach? Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen. Right. right. What's his track record look like? It's pretty similar to Todd Bowles if you think about it. Yeah, very similar. And I would take Todd Bowles' defense at his peak over Dennis Allen's, Dennis Allen's defense at his peak, by the way. Right. Well, and that's but that's people saying quarterback matters. But I'm telling every does. but I'm telling everybody here. Listen, would I have loved to have Derek Carr in Tampa Bay? Absolutely. Yes. But would I would I still admit that there was a ceiling to Derek Carr and there was a possibility something that they they end up not winning the bit? Of course, I could say that because Derek Carr is not that transformative player. He's not that guy. I'm just putting that out there. And he's coming off not a great season whatsoever, albeit very dysfunctional in Las Vegas. I just I just refuse to believe that the Saints are that much better than the Buccaneers. I refuse to believe that they're the overwhelming favorite to win the division. I just refuse to believe it. And that's not to say the Bucs. I mean that for Carolina. I mean that for Atlanta as well. I just think that this division, I don't see much different from last year where these four teams were all within like two games of each other. I think we're Let's looking just, for the same thing right now. And let me say this. you know, Quarterback and head coach matter. It's a quarterback and head coach league. That's the way it is, right? If Sean Payton were still in New Orleans, I I'd think be going. I, that's different. 
Derek uh, Carr and Sean Payton. Okay, look I, at look yeah. at Denver. Denver, we like no Denver, job. was dead in the rights last year. Now they got Sean Payton. Everybody's like, well, Russ is going to be the old Russ now, and the Broncos are going to be tightened up because they got one of the best head coaches in the league now. It does right. change the whole equation there. That's right. And, and, and speaking of accountability, when when Sean Payton was asked about Russ having his own office and his own team and all that, you know, he just he kind of politely said, "Yeah, we don't do that." <laughs> He's like, yeah, we don't do that. Right. He just kind of laughed it off. Like, wasn't going to make a big issue of it. Wasn't going to be. He was just like, yeah, probably not a thing anymore, which is good. I mean, you, th- that's him asserting himself. And, I, again, let's hope Todd Bowles does the same thing. All right, let's continue. Well, we haven't really talked to you about, about him. What have you seen from a general manager's perspective of the type of energy, type of system he's brought, how he's meshed with the other offensive coaches that have been here before. What's your overall take on what you've seen so far from Dick Canales inside the building and then on the practice field? Yeah, so it hasn't changed since Todd brought him in here for interview, and you know I had opportunity to sit with him for a couple hours. It hasn't changed. It's been the same every day, very steady in terms of just the energy, um, the focus, the um, it's a lot of it's it's fun to talk with him because he's looking for solutions at all times. If this doesn't work, we're going to do this. But this is trust me, I feel good that this is going to work. Um, you know, we're going to put these players in these positions. Blah blah blah. It's uh, you know he's a very positive person, and I like a lot of positivity around the building, and he definitely adds to that. The last time we talked to you, um, there was a situation with Devin White and. and- spoke about him and it's our understanding he did report uh, are you are you comfortable that that situation has has kind of been put to bed there with him as far as the the contract and, and the grievances there you know it hasn't changed since last time we talked about it I, there's nothing but love for Devin and uh, I know he showed up I know he's here I know um, I know he's excited about um, showing us and showing the NFL world what kind of player he he is capable of being so we'll just have to see how it plays out. But I'm glad that he's here, and I know his teammates are. And, you know, there's nothing but love for Devin. Do you expect him to practice tomorrow? You know, that's a hypothetical. I, I, I'm assuming that he will. Um, I'm assuming that he's going to put himself in the best position to be ready for the season. I'll put it that way. That's a no. A lot of the national media uh, portray um, Todd as a coach on uh, thin ice. They've already got him pegged as the number. Here, I'll skip through this one because we played this one earlier. Yeah, um, but I recall that was Ira asking the question. Good that, question, Ira. <laughs> that was Ira asking the question there about Todd Bowles being yeah, nice, assertive. I to got him uh, being the second guy fired out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so politely put, Ira can ask any question. It can be, and it's always politely put. Literally. Can that be from outside at least uh, a motivation, a help for this team? that there isn't as much expected of them from outside? I think it can. I think it can. I think we've seen it with some of the things some of our players have been saying. Um, I think the way that uh, the overall attitude of the whole team uh, was uh, in in the spring, I think everybody was wanting to prove something, um, which was great to see. I think it's just on an individual basis. Some people don't pay attention to any of that. Some people do. Um, sometimes it's it's good to be in the weeds and, and not have high expectations. But uh, 
I know our team is very confident in what we can do. Years like when Jameis was suspended for three games, where Ryan played, and then you know, kind of went back and forth. So, how is that unique to an organization? What are, what are some of the positives, and maybe, and you know, it's maybe not ideal. You'd like to, I think everybody would like to know where the starter is first day of training camp, but, but how does it change the dynamic of the One thing I'm looking forward to is this is really the first time since I've been here. I'm going on year ten of a true quarterback competition. And one thing I'm looking forward to is just how hyper-focused we're going to be on those practices here at the beginning of camp, um, for the first few weeks at least, just to see who takes this next step forward. I mean, people can have in their head who they think, well, it seems like it's going to for sure be this person, or you know, it's not going to be this person. But until we're out there, anything can happen. So it's going to be a lot of fun just to really focus on what that, how this is going to play out. All right, here's stop that down. Um, interesting answer there. I, I think Jason wants to honor Dave Canales and wants to honor the process that they've developed and agreed to, and I think that's smart. You can still get whoever that quarterback is going to be, Baker Mayfield, ready within these parameters. Um, I think it's I think it's a good message to the team that nothing is given. Um I, I like the way they're playing it. And, and listen, I don't – if they wait till after the second preseason game and whoever it is has three weeks to get ready for the opponent, that's plenty. That's plenty. I don't think it would be a huge difference if you if you named him right now. And the bottom line is, as much as we want to sit here and say that, that Baker Mayfield's going to outplay Kyle Trask, we don't know that. Yeah, don't we you – We don't know that. Yeah, and, and oh, again, I agree with you on that. I think – we all think that Baker Mayfield will outplay Kyle Trask, but the one thing you can say, Kyle Trask, since he's been here, has never showed up to training camp with the mentality of, damn, I have an opportunity to play. Exactly. He's coming here going, yeah, I'm going to be the guy that's, you know, not even dressing, you know, on Sunday. I'll be in the press box or I'll be in right. the locker room or whatever. That's a that's a big mentality shift, right? When you go, I mean, it's hard to just show up to camp all the time and you know your third string because Brady's here and his backup Gabbard's Agreed. there and you got no shot. Now it's different. The team is telling you that, hey, you have a shot. We're not going to name a starter right now. So let's see. what that's, that's why you don't name a quarterback right now, in my opinion, because you did spend a second-round draft pick on him, right? Right. Regardless if he was talented enough to be a second-round draft pick. You spent a second-round pick on him. So now let's see him, let's see him perform in camp and in preseason with the mentality of, hey, I know I have a chance to be a starter here. Now let me see what I can do. You owe it, in my opinion, as for the for the capital you spent and to Kyle Trask to see what he has from that standpoint. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And all you got to do is look at Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, whomever. Geno Smith. It's the perfect, Geno it's, Smith. it's the obvious example that Canales went through last year. You've got so many quarterbacks that everybody said he ain't gonna do. Hell, squat. hell I mean, he's look at, not gonna do the squat. I mean, I love the one too from Seattle. It's I think it's actually my more favorite one because it worked yeah. out even bigger. I mean, Matt Flynn was supposed to be Seattle's quarterback going into 2012. Matt Flynn, yeah. guess what? He got outperformed by Russell Wilson. A third round pick. A third round pick. Not a second round pick. A third round pick. Right. What everybody said was too small. Can't do it. No way. Yeah. The next year he was a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, and should have won two in a row. Um, right. Yeah, so let's 
Yeah. I'm not saying that he's going to do it. I'm not sitting here saying he's the odds-on favorite. I'm saying let's see. Let no, the guy and, go and out the, there and the, play. Yeah, but again, I mean, what are the... <laughs> What would be the number you put it on, though, right now, just in your gut of where you think that quarterback competition is? I think it's 80-20 right now, Baker. I think it's 80-20, Baker. And, you know, but again, if Baker goes out there and starts throwing picks, it, it, it flips quickly. Right. It flips quickly. And I think they're going to put him in as many real game situations as they possibly can. Obviously, the workouts with the Jets are going to be huge. I think the preseason games are going to be very impactful. So, but I think, yeah, I think it's I think it's 80-20, Baker right now. Let's continue. Yeah, well, they're they're both like you said, very athletic, very explosive, um, fast. Um, we saw Hall take a big step this spring, um, and just his overall just confidence level in the meetings and the way he's carrying himself in the building. He's no longer a freshman per se, um, and then Kalijah is just the number of wow plays that he had in shorts was was more than I was even expecting. So. That doesn't necessarily always translate to making a bunch of plays in the NFL's rookie season. I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, for sure, be a all pro his first year or anything like that. But it just is seeing this defense kind of—I don't want to say transform, but kind of mold into what Todd really does like in that explosive, you know, penetrating, um, you know, uh, front that can get pressure up the middle as well as well as off the edge with the, all the things, the tools that we have with. Devin and Levante as well. So um, it's going to be exciting, that's for sure. You guys brought back Will Golston yesterday. Just can you speak to uh, what led to that decision to bring him back? I know he's a guy that, that's really well liked. How it impacts your plans along the, the defensive line? Yeah, he's a player that we all like. I mean, he's been a steady player for a long time for us. And, you know, it's hard to imagine going through a season without Will. You know, here in the building and on the sidelines, what a consummate pro he is. And he still has gas in the tank and we've been talking with him throughout the whole process that this is you know might come down to this date and it just worked out for both of us so we know will keeps in shape and we know that he's going to be ready to go so he's going to add a lot to the d-line room whether he's playing in rotation or whether he's starting whatever it is yeah i think that's a good pickup for will golston that gives you good depth good solid depth um you know he's not a star but you got to have guys like this in the in your in your on your team, eat up some snaps. Um, he's one of the better run defenders, so that's that's he can be used in the goal line and a couple of other situations as well. So, great guy, eleven years with the team. Everybody loves him. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's going to be uh, that, that's a, as good a pickup as you can can have this close to the season with not a lot of money. It's a good 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 move. All right, we'll take a, we'll take a break. When we come back, TJ Reeves going to join us, Buck sideline guy. We'll go over some of the uh, things we learned today and just a general outlook for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers as we uh, get set to open training camp tomorrow. As far as practice goes, first day of the media, we'll be able to see them practice. I will be there and be sharing those thoughts uh, with on the show tomorrow live 
I'm not exactly sure what location we're going to be at yet, but uh, we'll definitely be live tomorrow in Tampa, and I will be watching the first day of training camp and have all that for you tomorrow. Quick break. We're brought to you by Bay Area Modern Medical Center and the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S, lawgroup.com. Get that personal attention you deserve from a big enough law firm, as we like to say. Back in three. Stay with us. This is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them. 
paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show here as we roll on on a Tuesday as the Bucks training camp is officially underway, at least they're in the building. Tomorrow's uh, will be the first practice for us media types to be able to check out the new players, all the new stuff, all the new guys, so we'll get that for you uh, tomorrow. We'll yep. be out there. And of Can't note, wait. And of note, TJ about to join us. I made contact with him, so he should be coming in here any second now, popping in okay, the stream. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. That, so any any other updates on that uh, that story? So uh, with Bronny James, and when did that happen? That happened early it, this morning. It happened yesterday during the workout. Oh. Uh, no, I wanted to bring this one up actually because you know it's so funny. We were just talking about the uh, the Saints. They think they're the Bucks of twenty twenty. They think they're the Bucks of twenty twenty. <laughs> did you see the signing JP that they just made a few minutes ago? <laughs> Who did they sign? Jimmy Graham. Do they think this is Gronk or something coming out of retirement? Is that what they think? Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. I had a double take. I was like, did he even play last year? The answer is no. Uh, he was out of the league last year. He's oh. thirty. He's about he's going to be thirty-seven this season. Remember he thirty-seven. Played, remember he played this. He played with the Saints earlier in his career, and he, he yeah, tortured, of course, yeah, he, he was, he was great. He tortured the Bucks. Let's be honest. Yeah. But uh, is that what the Saints think they are? Do they think this is their year that they're going all in by getting a, another a retired, a, semi, a semi-retired tight end, used to be an All-Pro? Is that what they think here? This is like what a bootleg version of the Bucks of 2020. <laughs> so so true. Wasn't he? Uh, uh, Gronk was what 31 when he came back? 32, maybe 31, 32. He was like not 31. 37. He was 31, yeah. not 36. Going on 37, broken like clearly broken down. Didn't play for a whole year. So yeah, good luck with yeah. that. Um, Let's see that. Another and in qu- case you missed it, Saquon Barkley signed a one-year eleven million uh, a contract worth up to eleven million dollars, right? Um, which it doesn't really change his situation all that much. Wasn't he going to make like ten point seven million this year on franchise tag? But he, what he turned down the franchise tag, right. right? But I think he got a couple of a million in incentives as well in yeah. this contract. So I think he has an opportunity still to make more. He becomes, I think, he's a top five paid running back in the league now. 
Yeah, top, he's third, third in the league. Right. So, which I saw yesterday a story that the running backs were looking to secede from the union. <laughs> like they were. This is this is ridiculous, man. They're having this is unbelievable. They had a Zoom meeting on Saturday to air out their grievances. Austin Eckler, who's been who's been moaning all off season about how he's not getting paid from the from the chart. You're 28, bro. Why are the chart? Why would the Chargers? I don't get it. I just don't well, get it. And then Jonathan Taylor, uh, guess what? He didn't show up this morning. Now he's upset. Jonathan yeah. Taylor didn't show up to to camp. And guess what? Didn't Jonathan Taylor get hurt last year? If I'm not mistaken, he did. He did. Come he on, did. man. Listen, I I feel for the running backs. I do. I, I'm not going to sit here. I do, but and, there's nothing. It's it's just common sense as to what's going on here. There's no need right. to secede from the union or what they. What was the one? The story that came out? They're going to start exaggerating injuries or something like that. Like it's just freaking weird what's going on with them. And look, I get it, but it, you know, you bargained this. You right. know, this is your collective bargaining agreement. Um, you know, take it up with your union. I, I guess this is them trying to exert some leverage. I, I, I don't know, but um, I get. I guess in some ways, the squeaky wheel does get the grease. Yeah, and often. it's it's supply and demand too. At the end of the, at the end of the day, it's yeah. supply and demand, and, and that's yeah. just the way it goes. So. I don't get that. I'll tell you who did get paid, though, as I run down these news and notes. I uh, didn't plan on doing really NBA talk today, but this was a big news and note. There's a new highest-paid player in the NBA, if mm-hmm. you're interested. Who's that? And his name is Jalen Brown, who just signed. I, 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 felt, I fell over when I read this one. Jalen Brown just signed a five-year, $304 million super max contract extension. That is sixty point eight million a year for Jalen Brown. Uh, that's a lot of money. Oh, that's a lot my of money. Goodness, I understand that. I don't understand how these NBA contracts work. Where like this is the that Chinese money's good, bro. Like this was the ma- this was like his good. max contract slot. But if you're Boston, I would have just said respectfully, somebody else can go pay you that. I'm not yeah. paying Jalen Brown sixty one million. That's crazy for a number two that's option. Crazy. Are you kidding me? Speaking of money, can you please explain to me what the Saudis just did for Mbappe? Oh, did I goodness. did I hear that correctly? That they were going to pay him seven hundred and seventy million dollars for one season? Yes. The backstory here is that he wants to. What the backstory is is he wants to leave um, PSG after next season, Paris, because he's a free agent, and then PSG won't be able to get, make any profit off of him when they sell whenever he leaves to go to Real Madrid. They believe that he has an off. He already has an agreement made with Real Madrid on personal terms. So PSG is trying to cover themselves up. They said, "Well, you know what? We're not going to let you just leave without us getting value for you," which is a smart play. And nobody's right. bigger than the badge. That's a big thing in soccer. No player is above the club. So uh, the Saudis came calling, and they've offered him a one-year, seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars salary, and they put a clause in there that will allow him to leave for free next summer to Real Madrid. So Mbappe would get exactly what he wants. Uh, he still has to negotiate with, uh, I believe the team is Al-Halal in, in Saudi Arabia, if he wants to go. But it seems like an easy decision if you're killing Mbappe. Go make $776 million, and then you get to go to Real Madrid the next year, and you get whatever you want. And if you're PSG, the transfer fee is $332 million, oh which would be a oh. world record transfer by far for a single player. Does that and that money is separate from what they have to pay him, right? I believe so. Yes. Wow, 
Wow, that oil cartel money is good money too, isn't it? Yeah, they're ruining Holy they're ruining shit. everything, man. I mean, I just in the soccer world, it's it's getting crazy. Like the Saudi league is like actually going to become a player probably in the next couple of years because they're stealing all these actually really good players now. Well, yeah, that's the problem. Um, it, <laughs> oh my god! So sports washing to their with their, their goal is to make people like them for the black of a better term, let's keep it simplistic. So we want to mainstream ourselves with, with this and become a major player in sports. You're pissing everybody off now. You, you, you ruined golf. Now you're ruining soccer. Like nobody, nobody cares about your league in, in Saudi Arabia. Nobody's going to watch your league. Nobody cares about your golf league. No matter how you're just throwing money around. Yeah. Like the greatest, no, the, the, the best player in the world, arguably Mbappe is, is potentially going to be playing in a league that doesn't even like you're never going to see on TV for a whole year. And as a soccer fan, that's brutal. That's absolutely yeah. brutal. Yeah, it, 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 you're. Yeah, you're not quite. Sport watching is not really working. Not really working the way you thought it might. Unless they just want to see these guys come over and play in front of them like the, these ridiculously rich people. It's just disgusting. No, I mean, I'm, gra- I'm glad for Mbappe. Make as much money as you can, but that's just ridiculous. There's too many people starving in this world. There's too many people living in huts in the world for one person to be making seven hundred million dollars to kick a kick a ball for a year. What if he gets hurt during like a training? Like, go or take something care like of your that. people in Saudi Arabia. How about you up their their living standards before you start paying guys seven hundred seventy million dollars to play soccer? Jesus Christ! All right, uh, T.J. Reeves. Speaking of Jesus, what's up, my friend? How are you? Good to see you. Uh, I will never have $700 million and my name in the same sentence. I don't know that I'll have $700 before it's all over and my name in the same sentence. Yeah. Good to be with you, boy. Sorry for the delay. We got it all worked out with the technology. Sorry about and that. I, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm here representing. I think it may have been on my end because I think Nick, not unlike the scammers that are out there from Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, et cetera, that send you 57 emails. Nick did, in fact, send me about 15 emails trying right. to make sure that I had the link to be here. So do not throw him under the bus. Okay. Probably my email server under the bus. But there we go on that. Happy Buccaneer training camp and yes, 105-degree heat index. Uh, can we get the, uh, the home team to win a baseball game? we got so many avenues to travel here for a few minutes. Where do you want to go? Let's start with the Bucks. Uh, obviously, as uh, your team gets started, uh, everybody is in, including Devin White. Although, watching the press conferences this morning, <laughs> I don't think anybody's uh, sure if he's going to practice tomorrow. I think that would be no. But um, you know, I will say that, it, to me, that's the only distraction you really have at this training camp. Everything else is very, I think, I think the vibe is good. And I, I just love the, the feeling that this team is being overlooked. Um, you know, it's still all about Tom Brady. It's all people, you know, if you talk about the Bucks, they still have to talk about Tom Brady. Right. So I, I think these guys got a chip on their shoulder about that, and I think that's good. What do you think? Well, and we've got to figure out who the quarterback is, which there's, there's plenty that. of time to dissect that. I mean, you know this, how this works. We're going to do this over and over again uh, with respect to who looked good during those reps in, in today's workout. And then it's going to, you know, it's going to either be Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, uh, et cetera, that uh, from day to day. And then we'll have preseason games, and we'll see who starts and how long they play and how long do they play with the first team. So we're back to the old quarterback competition that we've had so many different times, so many different ways uh, as Buccaneers. Now back to the Devin White thing. It is interesting on what is reporting to camp, 
what what qualifies him to not be fined? The old Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here so I don't get fined. What <laughs> what qualifies you to not be fined for being there but not participating in practice? And the bigger question here is uh, are you are you doing something that's detrimental to you getting the long-term deal here, and are you doing something that maybe puts you at risk for injury? I think those are legitimate, valid questions. If you're not working out with your team and not getting ready for the season, are you putting yourself at risk to be injured when you do come back? All of that comes into play. Yeah, I mean, let's you know, training they have training camp for a reason. Um, you know, and it starts now for a reason for all players, not just the rookies. Um, if it wasn't important, they wouldn't be doing it right now, as far as I know. Right. So, I mean, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I think that I don't think he's helping his situation at all in the eyes of the Buccaneers or anybody else in the league. I think it would be well served to just say, I'm going to go out and prove it, and let's go. But, I, I, you know, I think that's about the only distraction that this team has. And maybe he'll practice tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Fair statement. Fair statement. He has been paid heftily as a rookie. He has yeah. won a Super Bowl. He's even been invited uh, previously as an alternate, I believe, to the Pro Bowl. All right, he's unhappy that he hasn't gotten a long-term deal. But does anybody believe that if he comes out and isn't playing well right at the beginning of the season, that he's not going to get paid something and something close to what he wants? Does anybody believe that he's not going to get taken care of by Jason Light and by Todd Bowles, who loves him? Uh, they, they have talked frequently about almost like a father-son relationship. So... I mean, to me, go out and demonstrate it. Go out and prove it, and you will get paid. They will bring you back I in, agree. in some form or fashion. Please. But the more you monkey around with it, the less chance there is of that. Well, and, and especially if you hurt yourself while you're doing it. Thank you. I mean, I'll take, you, I'll take you back. Derek Brooks did this one time. The right. legend, the Hall of Famer. Remember, what was it, JP? Probably the 01 season. He was unhappy that he had not gotten a new long-term deal, and the money was not anything like what it is now at all the positions and he hurt himself when he came back and he admitted this and Monty Kiffin and Tony Dungy admitted this mainly after the season was over he was not the same Derek Brooks for a lot of that 2001 season Dungy's right. last year he roughed through it but he was gone a couple of weeks 10 days 12 days whatever it was you guys can look it up yeah and he heard it and that's the risk you take do you incur an injury somewhere down the road here because you didn't get the full work in and get your body ramped up and ready to go i don't know i'm not hoping for that i'm hoping he has a gangbuster season as i joke with you i, I will say this 15 more times with you as the year goes on you don't think i want to be in 17 winning locker rooms every week of the regular season yes you, don't you do. think i want to be talking to devin white after yes, a win and a 10 tackle game where he has a pick yes and of course i do so i want to see him do well i don't want this to result in bad blood or whatever so I'm just trying to put it out there, get in camp, prove it, go win games, and you are going to get rewarded. Well, pay. listen, and it's a great point you bring up because I remember being on News Channel 8 at the time, and I went on and I did a, an editorial basically saying, Buccaneers, what are you doing? Pay this guy. Like, you, mm -hmm. what more do you want from a guy? He's the ultimate leader. He produces on the field. There's, I mean, he's not trying to break the bank, which, by the way, I don't – to me, and this is me talking, Devin White's 0 for 3 in those categories. He's, he's a good player, not a, not a great player in my opinion. I don't, and this, you know, all this – the way he's handled this, to me, takes his leadership down a notch because I think the way he's handled is very immature. And he hasn't produced like Derek Brooks. So Derek deserved – even Derek went through it, but he deserved all of it. 
and he, he finally got it. And that's where I think Devin's overplaying his hand a little bit. Again, I'm with you. I, I'm a Devin White fan in terms of I want him to be great. I want him to be the best there is in the league. But the way he's going about it, I don't think helps him one bit. All right, so we'll move on from that. Um, you mentioned the, the quarterback situation. How do you think that plays out in terms of when that decision is made? I, I think it's very delicate how it's played, but I appreciate the way that they're doing this. I think the protocol that they've, they've, they've set out, I, I love everything about it. I, and I think when you make your choice, you'll have plenty of time to get the guy ready. What do you think? Yes, yes to all of that. And again, we'll, we'll go day to day. Who's taking the reps for the first team? I think they both will. That's me thinking that. And remember, I'm around Todd Bowles to talk to him pre-game, post-game. I believe this is not lip service. This is an open competition right now. And they want Baker Mayfield to earn it and demonstrate it. He's got far more experience. He led the Browns to the playoffs. You know all this stuff. I'm going over all the stuff you've already talked about. So now it's a matter of who looks good in these workouts when they're going live, and they don't go live that much in, in the um, uh training camp workouts they will with the jets that'll be interesting and then how do you look against the steelers and against the jets in the two preseason games and i think both of them should they don't talk to me i joke with you about this all the time the glazers jason light todd bowles they don't we don't go over this over coffee and donuts they don't ask me my opinion but to me you let both of them compete for a couple three weeks here and it will probably be clear on which one to go with and i think the valid point's been made everywhere then what happens if there's poor play when the season begins? What happens if you don't want this if there's an injury to either one of them when the season be- begins? Both of them have to be ready. So the notion that Kyle Trask shouldn't take any of the number one reps and shouldn't play in the preseason games when he's a play away from being in there because of injury, I, 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 yeah, I, I've been doing this a long time. That's clueless. That's yeah. absolutely clueless. you got to have them both ready. And here's one more point. Doesn't competition make you better? Yes. Of course. We know this. And, and and I think Todd Bowles and Dave Canales rightly says to the listen, I, I it's an, if they just gave it to Baker, I don't care who you are. Human nature is okay, I got it now. I'll get ready. But when you gotta fight for something, you take it up a notch. That's right. Everybody does. And the and the stakes here to be the starting quarterback on an NFL team could not be higher. So I think absolutely and that's something I think people have overlooked. The, the spirit of the competition brings out the best in both. So you're going to get a better Baker Mayfield if he's the guy, and you're going to get a better Kyle Trask. And, at, and to your point, they're very, both going to be ready to go. Very so, good point. Yes, of course. Well, and in Baker Mayfield's case, he realizes to be a bona fide starting quarterback, he's got to demonstrate it right here, right now in Tampa Bay. That's because right. the word around the league is this, is this is team number four already. And so, and for Kyle Trask, you've been with this team behind the scenes for a couple of years. Yes, a new offensive coordinator. But if you're not going to demonstrate that you can do it here, where are you going to demonstrate in terms of being a starter? Where are you going to demonstrate it better somewhere else to get this chance? So let's see. It will it will not be dull. I will say to you, I have about 60 to 90 more seconds before Memphis is calling me for a separate radio interview. Anything else from Nick and JP? Because I'm Nick, happy to be on with you anytime. Yeah, I'll just add this one, too. It seems like, you know, We've been talking a lot about the national media and how they think about this team, and everybody just seems to go, well, Tom Brady's not there, so this team's going to suck, and they're going to be in the top five. And I made this comment earlier. I'm like, a lot of these players, same team that a lot of these players were still on that 2019 team. Even go back to that, where they somehow somehow managed their way to seven wins despite a quarterback throwing 30 interceptions, and, and they won Super Bowls. They're four years older, experience, all those things. 
there's enough good players here, right, TJ, to where like Agreed. hopefully this could be a motivating factor for this team. And we know this situation better than most of the national pundits who, who were wrong about whether or not the Bucks would turn it on and whether or not it would look good in the postseason with Tom Brady in the first year. And you're right. I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashad White, I'm going on and on, Tristan Wirfs, Cade Otten, Vita Vea, De- Devin White, if the, head is, if the head is screwed on straight and ready to go, Levante David, Carlton Davis, Antoine Winfield, you have pieces. You have yeah. players. Now, the health of those guys is another variable, but you have players. And so I keep seeing exactly what you're saying, Nick. I keep seeing that the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers are going to finish above the Buccaneers in the division, and the Bucs are going to be like a five-win team, and Carolina and Atlanta is going to win seven or eight games. Okay, show me the rosters. Saints, yes. The Saints roster is comparable to the Buccaneers roster, but not the Falcons or the Panthers, to your point on that one. Agreed, my friend. All right, you're highly in demand. Go do your Memphis stuff. We'll get you on later (laughs) next week. I am happy to be on with you. Again, I'm headed out to the World Welterweight title fight. Errol yes. Spence, Terrence Crawford in Las Vegas. I'll be there the rest of this week. Title fight is uh, Saturday. It is 112 degrees this afternoon in Vegas. I'll report I back there. on the dry I know you were just there. I'll report <laughs> back on the dry heat and the, and the fight Saturday night. We'll keep up with Buccaneer training camp. Who, who's taking those first team reps as the week goes on? And then next week... Uh, it, it continues, and we got Rondé going into the Hall of Fame, and then we got preseason right. games. So have me on whenever you want. Always great to hang on the J.P. Peterson show. We'll get you next week for some Rondé stories. That'll be fun. Yes. Let's do it. Love it. All right. You guys be you, well. I'm off to the desert. You boys be well. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that. You get a lot of water. Um, hydrate. Loose clothing. Um, all right. So we'll take a quick break here, and we'll come back with a little bit more from Todd Bowles, who spoke to the media today. Some interesting thing from him. We haven't heard his his um, take on the Devin White situation. So we'll cue and, that up for you. And whether you want to or not, JP, we will be talking about Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, who? Who? Oh, that's right. They got a series. That's right. The Marlins are in town. All right. We'll. Do, all right. All right. We'll talk to baseball. Brought to you by Italiano Insurance. 813-877-7799. They save me a thousand bucks on my yearly premium for my auto insurance. That's a lot of money, folks. They can do the same for you. Let them shop your insurance, homeowners, life insurance, hot auto insurance, disability insurance. They do it all. 813-877-7799. Back in three. Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. 
Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off. Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients but it's the customer service that sets them apart they can shop all your insurance needs and save you big time money don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice generated robot these are confusing times for homeowners and italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation home auto business life it's italiano for all the pieces of your life Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fanstream Sports. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here, brought to you by the great folks at Extravaganza Productions. If you've got an event coming up, big or small, they are the folks that do it all, and go have the uh, free creative session with them. Just mention the J.P. Peterson Show, and they'll bring you in, and you can check out their warehouse full of props. They have great creative ideas. Remember, they've done tons of 50th birthday parties and uh, the Warrior Games, whether it's birthday parties or charity events or whatever. They've done thousands of them, so they've got great ideas for you that they've executed before. So they'll find out what they can do for you. Whatever your event is, Extravaganza Productions can make it bigger and better. Go to their website, extravaganzaproductions.com. Call them over there to ask for Dolly or Paul Thomason. They'll be happy to uh, to take your call and give you a free consultation. So go see the good folks at Extravaganza Productions at extravaganzaproductions.com. Um, all right, so we want to get into a couple more uh, quotes. Oh, wait, wait. Nick wants to talk about the Rays. Of course I want to talk about What's the up Rays. with the Rays, man? They got the Marlins tonight, right? Yeah, the Marlins tonight. Glasnow's taking the bump against Edward Cabrera at home, so hopefully um, they could get back on track here. But, you know, I, I just was thinking because, you know, we put that clip out yesterday of us talking about Wander Franco, and <clears throat> I saw a lot of people were actually talking about it yesterday of the – the slump that he's in, I guess you could say, and the correlation to what happened with the benching and all that, and he's hitting now mm-hmm. 195, and it's continuing to drop on that, by the way, since the benching. And I think it's a fair question to ask: Is did that work out the way the the Rays hoped to? Like, I don't know if the two correlate. It just it just obviously the wins and the losses kind of correlate. Obviously, well, I don't know. There's obviously other issues, but the offense has been very very cold for a long time, and I think Wander Franco's slump. 
is a big part of that, I think you would admit. And I did some digging this morning because, <clears throat> and listen, I'm not closing the book on Juan Franco. He's 22 years old. He's experiencing a major slump for the first time in his career. And I know that's probably hard to deal with. A lot of mm-hmm. frustration there. But, you know, everybody wants to put this whole war number in my face. And, you know, to an extent, I use war for certain things, but I don't think it's the end all be all. I don't think any number is. But by war, which includes his defense as well, he's been the seventh best player in baseball this season. And I just mm-hmm. simply think that's false. There is no, under no scenario will I tell you that Wander Franco has been the seventh best player in baseball this season. No way. And when and we look, watch him play every game. We watch I, him play every game. And when I look at this list of players who are below him in war, and this is taking in everything, the Luis Robert, uh, Corbin Carroll, Luis Arise, Tati, Simeon, Soto, Adelise Garcia, Bajet, Jose Ramirez, I can go on and on and on. Wander Franco has not had the season at the plate of those players, nor no, the impact. Not even so close. Respectfully, I, I am putting that war aside. You want to go look at OPS Plus, which they say is a really good barometer to test a hitter. Uh, I believe his OPS Plus right now is like 116. You want to know who else has a 116 OPS Plus on the race? Who's that? Harold Ramirez. Josh Lowe has a higher OPS Plus than him. Luke Rayleigh has a higher OPS Plus. He's kind of just mid-level when it comes to that. So... For anybody that wants to say that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dogging on Wander Franco, and how could I say this? He's so good and all this stuff. I don't debate that he's not talented, but I think it's a fair assumption. I think it's a fair thing to say. Wander Franco has not been great this season. He's been good, and the Rays yeah. needed great out of him. And this extended slump that has coincided with the benching and all this kind of stuff, I think, is very, very telling. And if the Rays yeah. are going to get back into this hunt right now, which I'm not giving up on them. Uh, but if they're going to get back in this, they need Wander Franco to turn it around. It needs to happen fast. Well, if you don't think the Rays are concerned about Wander Franco, you're out of your mind. Because the first step was to go to the press and say, you know, there's something going on with Wander Franco, and which is exactly what they did. And then Mark Topkin wrote the story. You know, the Rays, of all franchises, keep everything in-house they possibly can. So for them to – and I said this at the time that they wrote that story way before the benching. I said for them to to take this extraordinary step of going to the media, because um, I, I, I'm here to tell you, I don't think Mark Topkin was, like, hearing whispers that things were going on and then, you know, suddenly went to them and said, what's going on, and they gave him quotes. I, you know, I'm not saying disparaging Mark Topkin in any way. I'm just saying that – that's just not the way things usually work for, the, for, for, for things like this because they keep everything very, very – they want to keep everything under the carpet. So for them to go to the press to, to reach out and hoping that, that to make it public would somehow you know, get Wander to start being a better teammate, well, that didn't work, clearly. That did not work because, what, a month later they suspended him. Right. So this, this – you know, it's not like it started two months ago. Uh, or started a month ago. It started two months ago, maybe two and a half months ago, maybe even in spring training. And so, you know, these this is a real, real issue for this club right now. He is your superstar, and in the and yes, production matters obviously. And and I I brought this up a few weeks ago, and I think it's absolutely fair. If you don't think that this is having a negative effect on the team, you're out of your mind. You're blind. You are absolutely blind because. How does a team start twenty nine and seven, and then go? What are we now? Thirty and thirty two. Lost four. Only won four like of eighteen and 32 in July. Thirty five. Yeah, I believe. 
And I think since the Wander yeah. bench it's like eight and sixteen or something like that, if I want if I'm correct. Uh so yeah, I, I'm Yes. I, I think there's a fair question to say you haven't gotten the best out of Wander Franco and that needs to change. And then the other player that I wanted to bring up and we've talked about him at nauseum, and I said I was gonna give him till after the all star break, leading up to the deadline to see if he'd turn things around. <coughs> and I don't think it's uh sorry here. Uh-oh. <laughs> Something went down the Allergies. Wrong. Something went down the wrong pipe there as I was talking. Are you talking about Brandon Lau? Because I can pick it up here. Yes, I was going to bring up Brandon, Brandon Lau. Lau. And, again, everybody, yeah, it's when, I, been, when, I, it's been awful. when I see the discussion about Brandon Lau and everybody continues to point, well, look what he did in 2021 and look what he did in 2020. Jesus. And I, I'm just here to tell you, folks, like, time has passed since then. He's had back injuries. And he, for all I know, he says he feels better, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. And here's what I know. What have you done for me lately? That's the story of sports, right? If you look right. at his past 511 at-bats, and that's going last year and this year, do you want the numbers on Brandon Lau? Sure. He's hitting 214 <laughs> with an OPS below 700 and a WRC plus of 103. Since June 1st, he's hitting 196 yeah. with a 99 yeah. WRC plus. At what point are you fans going to continue – to hold on to Brandon Lau. You hold on he's to him. That guy. You love him. He's going to get hot and all this stuff. And I've tried to convince myself it's going to happen. But I'm losing confidence by the game that we're yeah. going to see it. Because it's been a while. And I, when I say a while, I don't mean this year. I mean going back to 2021. And I know what he does in the playoffs. And that's nah, nothing. Yeah. Okay, so... For anybody that's – that's my problem here. For people that are saying, oh, we don't need to go out at the deadline. We're okay with the lineup. Are we? Out of your mind? Are we? Nobody, what, are you, are you, are you paying attention to what you're seeing from a day-in and day-out standpoint with this lineup right now? And you keep telling me that Brandon Lau is going to go on a hot streak and we can rely – no, you can't. You cannot rely on Brandon Lau just to go on a hot streak and this offense is magically going to pick itself up. Okay, please. Throw the wards away. Throw the past, the past performances away. What have you done for me lately? And in the past 500 at-bats over the past two years, I just gave you the numbers. He stinks. He has stunk the last two years. That well, is look, if we, had, if we had somebody at AAA who could really rake and played his position, then I, you know, but clearly we, oh, wait, wait, what's that guy at AAA doing? Jonathan Aranda? What, hitting like almost 350 or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. clearly they don't want him to play. They don't want him to play second base. They want him to play first base or DH. I understand You're, that, but that's just score. the way it is. You can't score runs for God's sakes. Find some way to get this guy's bat in the lineup. I mean, how long are we going to go with with this charade? Let there's no sense of urgency for the Rays right now. And I'm telling you, or the Orioles are pulling away, and they're a better team than you. And you better bring some new blood up right now. And I, you know, I understand. Rich said the other day we'll see him in September, but. You know, what's this team going to – how many games back are they going to be in September? Uh, this offense is putrid. It's awful. It's the same thing we saw last year. And they've regressed to the mean dramatically. So let's go. Bring him up. Get Brandon Lau out of here. And, and I, I, look, I, I know they're trying to get him – showcase him so maybe somebody will take him off their hands and take the, take the salary as well because, of course, it's all about money. And that's what they're banking on. Yeah, they want him to get hot so they can unload his contract. And nobody's and, and until he does get hot, nobody's going to take that contract. So once again, it's about money. Yeah, and, and by the way, I feel like we said, too, at the beginning of the year, we knew the Rays were going to pitch. And the injuries aside, they still lead the league in ERA, I believe, from a pitching staff as a whole. They've, they've done their part. 
And I'm still yes. in a playoff series. I still love the fact that you get to go in there with McClanahan, Glasnow, and Eflin. I think I still think that's a very big weapon to have. But I think you need, and I think we said this at the offseason, if you can get league average production out of this team, like if you can give me the 15th best offense in baseball, I would take that. And for a large part of the season, they overachieved on that. But right now, you're getting bottom of the barrel type production of, of an offense. And it doesn't, at that point, it doesn't matter what kind of pitching you have. It's really hard. So I think the Rays pitching, this is why I'm not closing the book on the Rays or anything, because they have the pitching, in my opinion, to hang with anybody. But the lineup has got to step up. And based on what we've seen the last month and a half, two months, whatever it is, the offense to me is just not even close right now. And I think you bring up good points. You have a lot of guys in this lineup that are very young and haven't dealt with having to go through these ebbs and flows of right. a full 162-game season. And you go through the teams that have won the World Series the past few years, going back to 2016. There's stars written all over them that have done it right. day in and day out for their careers. And I'm just looking at what's going on. The Rays have not matched up well against Baltimore this season. The Rangers just swept them. Uh, Chapman looked a little inferior yesterday, but he faced the Astros, so I think he saw his PTSD from the, 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 when his time with the Yankees. <laughs> so poetic. Altuve hitting home runs again off Chapman and Minute Maid. So, whatever. But I still think the Rangers are probably a better team. And here come the Astros now, who I think are never out of it, and I think they're going to be aggressive at the deadline. So it's up That's to right. the Rays. If you're going to continue to tell me that you are going to be aggressive and everybody's going to write about it, I better not be a smokescreen, man. It better not be a smokescreen because you're setting me up right now to be very disappointed at the deadline if you don't get anything done. Not saying you have to do it today or tomorrow because everybody's yeah, I think still you do. Every, well, everybody's still trying to figure out. There's a lot of teams that are like kind of on the fringe of what they want to do. San Diego, New York, Los Angeles, certainly. It's going to be the end of this week, obviously, to see where these teams are. But you have got to make multiple moves to this team. It's got to happen. And it, like I said yesterday, it cannot be we brought in a David Peralta equivalent. It doesn't right. move the needle for me. Yeah. I agree, 100%. Um, and I, the other part of this equation is, what have we seen from the Rays in the past? They say they've made minor moves, but they've not made the big move. And Neander said they were going to make the big move, but I, I don't well, see it. And the, big move they I, I made, think... and the big move they made two years ago was Nelson Cruz, which did not work out. That's a big move, but the way they're talking – it sounds like they're shooting even bigger. They're shooting bigger than, yeah. than a 40-year-old we'll, we'll believe it when we DH. see it. I'll believe it when we'll I'll see it. it. But as I said, if you're going to keep continue to hoard these prospects in the minors and not give them a shot, and it doesn't make sense because you, you're afraid they're going to struggle and all that, why would you add that to a struggling offense as it is? Then trade them. If you're seriously going all in, then just trade them. Don't hold on to them. There's no point. It's, it's now or never with this team as far as I'm concerned. Let's just give them a new name. Hmm. They're the regular season Rays. That's what they are. They were the, the regular season Rays. They they figured out they can they can win a lot of games in the regular season. Bring up these young kids, make a ton of money. But in order to win a championship, just like Smoltz said, you got to go pay the big boys, and they're not going to do it. They haven't done it. They're not going to do it. And prove me wrong. Yeah, exactly. Until they until they do it, what more can I sit here and say? You know, they've been talking about it. They've been, you know, we're in on this. We're in on Freddie Freeman. We're in on Juan Soto. We're in on Shohei Otani. I laugh every time because everybody takes the bait. And what have they ever done? What have they ever done for you? Nothing. Nothing. In terms of getting big players. I, look, they've been to the World Series. I get it. But they had a chance to build on that team. And what did they do? They dismantled it so they could get more prospects and make more money. That's what they do. 
I, I hate, you know, Rays fans don't want to swallow that, but that's what it is. And until they show you different, stop believing them. Stop believing them. Um, all right, so I pissed off the Rays fans. Let me piss off the uh, uh, USF fans. So the AAC oh, came out What's with it. coming their... <laughs> out now? Both in the same segment. Jeez. It's the same segment, yeah. Oh, you know, we love you guys. Um, but I'm trying to find the uh, – because i got to get the whole list here of teams that are ahead of the USF and the AAC media. Like, how many people – how many media members went to the AAC – I think um, Joey Knight's there, no? Uh, I hope so. Yeah, he hope is, so. I believe. As I see quotes uh, coming out from Tom Herman right now, who is speaking as we at, right at, right now at the podium. What what power did he go to? Oh, that's right. He went to FIU. FAU. FAU instead of uh, USF. Uh, USF picked to finish 13th in a refurbished 14-team league in the AAC. 13th? Listen to some of these juggernauts that are behind. <laughs> Tulane gets the most votes at 20 first-place votes. Right. UTSA, the venerable program of University of Texas San Antonio, who had a great year last year. Right. Um, but, again, an infant program. SMU, Memphis, Florida Atlantic, who hired Tom Herman, and um, you didn't. East Carolina, North Texas, North Texas, UAB, UAB didn't have a program three, four years ago. They just get, came back. Tread Dofer. They got a first-place vote, by the way. Navy, Temple. Now we're really getting down to it. Tulsa. You're behind Tulsa. And Rice. You're behind Rice. Rice. Can I say it again? Rice. South Florida is 13th and Charlotte is 14th. Oh, my Lord. Well, I disagree. I, I mean, I disagree with that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they're the 13th best team in the conference. I don't either, but for God's sakes, what's going on? Like I, I guess I, maybe I have higher expectations for USF, but if, if well, Matt finish, Baker put him twelfth on his ballot, maybe I'm missing something. Then I know they've lost talent on the offense. I get that, but surely they can't be that bad again with this schedule. You just mentioned it. They're playing the Rices of the world and the Temples and the Charlottes. Like it can't be that bad. No way. Let, Lixon, uh, we're going to be out at the USF uh, football uh, program golf tournament on Friday. So we'll be doing our show live out there from Friday, hoping to have uh, Alex Skolesh on with us. Um, he's got a he's got a huge mountain to climb, and he lost the best players left. I mean, they did, yeah. I, I, I just don't know about this roster. It, it's and hard, and it's hard to fault those players. By the way, I mean, they ended no, up at, of course they not. All, they no, all ended up would... at Auburn, or they're playing for Dion in Colorado. Like they made really good moves. What would you do? I mean, come on. But the point is, they've lost their best players. Uh, I don't know what kind of talent level they have out there. Um, we're going to find out week three when Alabama comes calling. Well, I, will, I will say, I mean, have you seen all the smoke with Gary Bohannon where it seems like Golish feels like he sees Hendon Hooker and Gary Bohannon? So, like, I've been yeah. hyping up Byron Brown this entire offseason. I mean, obviously I'm going off of, what, four games last year? But I liked mm -hmm. what I saw out of those games and I saw when I when I the Gary Bohannon era. I don't know. I mean, maybe he did. Can he turn Gary Bohannon into Hendon Hooker? Well, he did it with Hendon Hooker. I mean, Hendon Hooker wasn't the greatest when he got and he, to and he uh, did it, Tennessee. By the way, and he did it, by the way, against the best competition in college football. I mean, this is That's Rice, right. Charlotte, Temple, Navy, and so on. Right. So Alex should know if this guy is going to be able to do it or not. And we thought he was last year. And, you know, it just they just came out and laid an egg. Right. But maybe that was the coaching step. Maybe the coaching was that bad. 
This is a different staff. It's a different it's a different year. We'll see. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. Chris Lugo is going to join us from Bay Area Modern Medical Center. We're going to talk about the Bucks and how they survived this heat. It's a 105 heat index out there tomorrow for the first day of camp. And what lessons uh, has Chris learned in the military um, that can help you survive the heat out here? We'll chat with him next. Stay with us. Are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability, not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events. The biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929 or go to JeevesLawGroup.com.
During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fanstream Sports. Ten show. It's our pleasure to welcome in our good friend Chris Lugo from Bay Area Modern medical center my new primary care doctor <laughs> doc i gotta tell you you know i've been on the road a little bit you know you told me the big seven probably cut out the big two maybe you know i'm working on it i'm working on, this week has been better i'm home now so i got you know my food here but um i've failed miserably in the first week or so so i just wanted to lay it out there you know but i'm getting better i'm home now it's hard on the road bro it is it's hard it is I agree. And the and the hard part is people throw free food at you. Hey, we got we're catering today. Come on. Try the peach cobbler. It's good. Yeah. Yes, it's very good. I think I'll have a little <laughs> bit more. That's how good it is. So you know. And any tips for discipline? Any, you know, just don't be a, a I don't want to say the word. Just do it. Just do just, it. Just do it. Plain just and simple. No. As Jocko would say, just do it, right? Just say uh, no. Stop making excuses just to get it done. Look, I'm, I'm not perfect. I had the kids with me this weekend. Uh, they wanted Krispy Kreme donuts. We got Krispy Kreme donuts. But it's not like it's I'm eating Krispy Kreme every day. Right. So enjoy those weaknesses. But you got to get back on the wagon. And you got to get back on the wagon quickly. That's the big difference. Yeah. Well, I was down a half a pound today. So hopefully Good. We've, turned, we've turned it around. Um, hey, breaking news. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Bronny James, LeBron's son, 18 years old. Cardiac I wrote it down already. Of course yeah. you were. I, I, you I missed that earlier. Yeah, so what's up with that? That's the question. Wow. 18 years old in peak physical condition. And well, this is a- we're, we're assuming his actually his heart stopped. That's an assumption, correct? Do we actually have video evidence of them slapping on an AE device on him and shocking him? No, not to this okay. point. No, yeah. So, I, I, a lot of when I hear these stories, I take them with a grain of salt because sometimes you have media just reporting stuff because someone said something, right? So that's what they're going to tell you. Especially the the uh, my my brother sent to me a New York Post, so I, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. The fact that he's already out of the ICU, quote unquote, and this was well, we, today's win. We did get like a, a statement, I guess, from the family. That put this all out there. So I and what did they say? I didn't hear that. The, 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 said, the whole thing about right. him being out of the ICU and suffering the cardiac arrest and all that came from the statement from the the family spokesperson. 
And this happened yesterday, correct? Yes. So uh, just to let you know, even an 18-year-old, uh, how old is he? 18. Yeah. 18. Uh, LeBron James, he's, he's, he's a celebrity for, for, for lack of better words. You don't have a cardiac arrest and then you're out of the ICU less than 24 hours later. That's a little suspicious. That right? makes zero. And when I heard that, I was like, what? Yeah. He had 18 year old cardiac arrest and, and the doctor's already taken him out of ICU? Trust me, when you're when you're taking care of a celebrity's son, your sphincter tone is going to be uh, tenfold. You're you're going to err on the side of cautiousness, and you're going to keep them under a very watchful eye if something really bad did happen. So to me, that makes it sound like he did not have a cardiac arrest. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I I, I don't have the chart. I don't know exactly what happened, but it just sounds suspicious. That's all. Yeah, it does. For like me a well. Buffalo Bills player collapsing on the field, right? A little suspicious. Yeah, a lot of it. The young, and it's happening. Do you are you aware of any of the numbers that are out there as far as what myocarditis in young men? And um, I mean, I've I've read a lot of the numbers, and it's through the roof. I mean, it's you know, and they're probably underreported because the only yeah. way you can diagnose myocarditis, myo heart muscle carditis, or myo muscle heart muscle uh, inflammation, is with an ultrasound. You've got to stick an ultrasound to someone's chest and actually see the inflammation. You can't just assume. So yeah. not everybody is getting that ultrasound, that echocardiogram, to look at the heart to diagnose that. So I would say the numbers are probably underreported at this juncture. Anything parents can do, um, you know, if they're worried about their their kids. If you know, if, I mean, let's say what it is. The vaccines have caused a lot of this problem. And if your kid's vaxxed, is there anything that you can do or non-vaxxed, you know, because it could be COVID that's causing it as well. Who knows? Um, should they? Should kids get EKGs? Should they get a cardio workup just in case? What, what, what would you That's going to be a tough one to get approved by insurance. But, yes, you can say, look, I want an echocardiogram. He's been vaccinated. I'm worried about myocarditis. You're going to find some cardiologists who are going to laugh at you and poo-poo you and go, but then you're, you'll find some out there who are actually on board and who are actually concerned because they have children too. Um, but you're going to have to seek them out. That's not going to be an easy find because a lot of them are still Western medicine trained and they don't believe it. So, unfortunately. Well, you could order one, right? I like, could, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that, I might just do that um, yeah. as I'm concerned. All right, I've, I've been t teasing this because tomorrow I think it's supposed to be 105 heat index in the morning. And I'm, you, your soldiers, you're part of the National Guard and, and medic in the National Guard. Your soldiers uh, have done this in Iraq and have done this in Afghanistan. What have you learned, um, <clears throat> the military learned, about getting peak performance in these conditions? Well, anybody who's got a son or a daughter in the military or at least in the Army, um, we make fun of the new recruits a lot because they do not go anywhere without a quote-unquote water source. So everybody's got their little camelback on their back, mm -hmm. and they've got two liters of water in there, and it is pumped into their brain during basic training, during AIT. You don't go anywhere without a water source. So either one, you've got old-school canteens on your hips, or you've got your camelback on your back. Don't go anyplace. So when I see one hit, like new recruits hit like the, the unit, You'll, you could pick them up easily because they got their camelbacks on, right? Yeah. But the big thing is, look, 
born and raised in Tampa. It is no more hotter than it was when I was a kid here 51 years ago. It's mm-hmm. not. We're just less tolerant as we're getting older. Second thing is we've got a lot more concrete going on in Tampa than we did before. So we're retaining that heat so it feels hotter than it actually is. JP, when you were a kid, when I was a kid, we didn't have astroturf fields. No, they were in domes, right? They weren't exposed to sun. Now these all these turf Plant High School, Jesuit, all these schools now have big donors and they're putting million dollar fields down. Those fields now are retaining a lot more heat. They can get up to a buck thirty when you're scanning wow. those fields compared to wow. a regular grass, which yeah. is around hundred degrees, they're about thirty degrees hotter. So imagine that. I mean that's a big imagine what the bucks are doing right now on artificial turf. But they have yeah, grass. they practice on grass. Yeah, they, they practice, practice on grass. grass. They get the 